Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I'm your host, Lucky, and today I thought I would go over to the alcoholism subreddit. Before we get into that, uh, basically, if you guys are new here, I go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and give my own opinions about things, give my give some advice. Obviously, I'm not a medical professional, so uh, you're more than welcome to take them with a grain of salt, but if they do mean something to you and maybe it seems like something you can use, you're more than welcome to use them. Uh, anyway, I thought I would go to this subreddit today because I was feeling really strange over the weekend. I got to the point where on, what's today, Tuesday? Uh, yesterday, uh, on Monday, I was just having a weird time, man. I went to the, I had to go to the store. I had to get some uh, some broccoli and stuff. And I, you know, I just saw the, the beer and alcohol section and was just mesmerized by it, man. I mesmerized. And I started thinking about, oh, man, you remember the good times when I used to be drunk and, you know, I would go through a whole weekend and be drunk. And I know to some of you who are sober or have been dealing with sobriety, that doesn't sound that appealing or maybe it sounds just as appealing as it did to me. And I started just thinking about all the great times, all the great people that I met through being drunk. And I it spiraled me down, man. I didn't you know, I'm still sober. I didn't uh, relapse or anything like that. But it was as close to a relapse as I could have gotten to in at least at least within the last couple of years, right? I got sober and uh, from alcohol in 2019, about uh, August, I believe. No, it was it 2020? No, 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 yeah, it was 2019. Um, and so it's been about two years. It's been about three years off of marijuana, and I just I it was tough for me to think about because you know. I, here I am two years sober off of alcohol and all of a sudden all I could think about in that moment was this insatiable need to be accepted into the, uh, the you know, the alcohol community. I'm not going to say alcoholic community because obviously people can drink alcohol and not be alcoholics. Totally fine. Um, but this, this raging need to be in that community again, it was surreal to say the least. Uh, so I wanted to go to the... Um, you know, the alcoholism subreddit and get some, you know, I, I, I want to reaffirm to myself that, listen, I'm doing the right thing. I know that sounds a little off, right? Like you should be able to reaffirm it yourself from your actions. But at that moment, and to be honest, a little bit of this moment, it's hard for me to even to think that way. You know, I'm going, th I'm very busy. I'm uh, trying to maintain my YouTube channels and maintain my sanity at the same time, which is very difficult. Uh, if you've <laughs> ever been a YouTube creator uh, and you have multiple channels and multiple podcasts, it is very, very uh, mind numbing to say the least. So anyway, let's go to the first post over here. My gifted artist uncle hit me with a hard truth. My uncle is an extremely gifted artist, um, mostly works in oil paint and portrait. Wow, that's pretty impressive. I've been trying to write. I called him trying to get advice as an artist. And after my embarrassing drunk rambling about how many ideas I had slash have, the only thing he said was, if you choose drinking, that's all you'll do. Uh, he struggled with drinking my uh, my entire life. He's been, But he's in, been sober for over a year and finally painting again. That advice hit hard enough. I've always felt that my drinking led me down roads that I could write um, about and explore my creativity uninhibited. But if I can't wake up and function, let alone remember my thoughts, what good is that? I've always felt that my best writing, quote unquote, uh, came whilst intoxicated. But if I can't decipher it and can't have some discernible meaning from it in the morning, what's the point? 
Yeah, and so this is this is this comes from this long. Um, what, what would you say? Like, uh, I, I by the way, I've heard this in the writing community. Like, I I ended up accidentally. Okay, I don't know if accidentally the right word. I just didn't do any research in this, and I was pretty drunk and high whenever I would do this stuff. But I I I, I w- went into this cl- uh, writing class or English class back in uh college that was actually for like english major like it was mostly english majors and the girl even like uh emailed me and she's like hey i just want to let you know this is typically like an english major class and i was like i mean whatever i'll I'll do it uh i ended up getting like a d in there i don't think i got a c i think i ended up getting a d in that class uh but anyway i ended up uh going in there and uh, not doing great in the class but one of the things that was mentioned a lot was how people would like drink during uh um you know, have a glass of wine, you know, the, the classy alcohol with their writing. Um, and it was interesting to me because uh, because it would typically loosen their inhibitions when writing. Because, you know, obviously people have a lot of anxiety, like, oh, I wonder if this is going to help. I wonder if this... And listen, to me, uh, that was when I did the most writing uh, on my own was when I was drinking. The problem was, was that I would just go on and on and just keep on. Um, and then when I read it the next day, it would, oh, it would look like Tarzan wrote this thing. Uh, and so I'd have to, as much of writing as I did, I'd have to do so much revision over it. And listen, I remember I wrote a, I wrote a, a an essay uh, for philosophy and I was drunk and I woke up, I, I, I told the story before where I, I woke up the next day and the, I, I was like, shoot, I have to do my essay. And I realized I'd done it and it was fresh off. And, you know, it was off the printer. I didn't even like take it off the printer. I literally just like did it. I ended up getting an A minus on it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, 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 that enabled me to go forward and just keep getting drunk and doing this stuff. So, uh, you know, when we talk about it, though, when we talk about, uh, alcohol drugs in general actually when we're you know because obviously there are also people who like to get high and and you know a lot of the the, uh some of the biggest rappers you know they'll get high and they'll do a uh, an album or yeah maybe a song or something like that and listen to for some people it works guys it uh, like we can't deny the uh the reality that it does work for some people however are you that person can you honestly tell me that you're going to make a Snoop Dogg like uh, equivalent album when you're stoned? Maybe, maybe you're that person and maybe that's what you need to do. But what are you giving up in, in return for that? Are you giving up um, your uh, sober self? Because listen, there are going to be, by the way, this is no hate on Snoop Dogg. I absolutely love Snoop Dogg. I think he's a wonderful person. Um, but you know, if for other people, right, who can't deal with, that level of THC and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, what are you giving up? Are you giving up your sober self? Are you giving up things that you used to do when you were sober? You know, there's so many things out there that you would probably do if you were sober that now that you are in this realm of just constantly smoking or constantly drinking, whatever they may be, uh, that you're not going to be doing anymore. So yeah, I mean, in terms of this, cause artists, it's weird. Art and mental health go hand in hand. Very like in terms of because um, you know some of the the most troubled people end up becoming artists, and because they're trying to make sense of their sanity or make sense of reality, because their sanity is not uh, all the way there, so to speak. Um, we have everything from Pablo Picasso to um, 
sorry, I don't know a lot about artists. Uh, <laughs> took an art history class back in the day, but um, you know, a lot. But a lot of people they they use art to get through the the bad times, the sad times, um, and to celebrate the good times. So listen, um, you know, if if you're someone out there who can just have like a glass of wine and and do your writing, do your writing. That's fine. Uh, but if you're someone like us who is you know like me and this person, right? where you drink so much to the point where you black out and you write gibberish, uh, then yeah, it's not great for you. You have to think uh, pragmatically as well. Like, is this something that you can actually do? Um, if it's not, then yeah, whatever. Listen, there are a lot of people in a Brazilian uh, in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu community who can smoke weed and roll and they're totally fine with that. Go do you, man. Do That's totally fine. Um, but if you're someone who cannot function and you're not doing great, like I remember I tried to get my friend to a submission hold when I was high one time and I completely missed the submission hold. I got the wrong leg. I got I, basically everything about it was wrong. I'm not going to get into the specifics on here, but basically everything about it was wrong. And I just I ended up getting in a worse position and it was terrible. So being high for me was not the best idea for uh BJJ or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Anyway, let's go to the next post. It's titled, how am I supposed to stop drinking when I'm miserable? And when you're miserable, you just don't care about your health. My liver can, can be effed up uh, or can be screwed up. I don't care. I just want to feel the pain. I just don't want to feel the pain. Excuse me. Sorry. I was a straight edge all the way till I reached 30, experienced something traumatic and been drinking ever since. So, and this is a problem, right? Um, I just did a video yesterday, if you guys want to check it out, where we were talking about like martial arts and how it represents, uh, uh, I don't remember what the exact title of it was, but where martial arts represents real life uh, struggles. And so when we're talking about um, dealing with real life struggles, one of the symptoms is sadness, is depression, is the anxiety about life, is all this stuff. Um, so you can deal with the symptoms, but are you dealing with the root of the problem? What was the root of the, the problem? What was the traumatic, uh, what was the traumatic thing that made you start drinking? Have you faced whatever the trauma, uh, the traumatic event was? Have you accepted whatever the traumatic event was? Have you, uh, you know, what, what, um, what have you done for, to, to go to the root of the problem? I'll give you an example, right? When I used to pull weeds in my backyard, right? Um, you had to pull it straight from the root because if you pulled it and it broke off at the at the base, uh, the root was still there. It would just come back. It didn't really matter what you did. But if you pulled out the root, and granted, weeds are freaking terrible, so they end up coming back anyway for the most part because of the, the pollination and the germination and all this stuff. And I'm just going to keep making up words after that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, when we're talking about um, – you know, taking care of symptoms, that's what alcohol is. It just takes care, it, it doesn't even take care of the symptoms that well. It just makes it so you don't feel the symptoms anymore. It's a lot like a painkiller, right? A painkiller helps you get rid of the pain, which is a symptom of the root of the problem, right? If you have a hernia and you take Vicodin or something like that to numb the pain, well, okay, that's cool, but have you taken care of the actual hernia itself? So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to, to, uh, there's a lot about this that um, that makes a lot of sense to me because, listen, I was just trying to deal with the symptoms of my problems for so long. I was lonely. I was depressed. I was anxious about things. I was not happy in the job that I was in. I, was, I wasn't dealing with any of it because I was drunk and high. So until you deal with the root of the problems, uh, you're not going to get anywhere in life. So 
Anyway, uh, let's go to the next post here, and good luck to this uh, young person over here. Uh, sorry, they're older than I am, so good luck to this. Well, they're still young, but good luck to that person over there. Uh, hopefully, they get to the root of their problems. Uh, made it, the next post here is titled, Made It Through the Night, No Alcohol or Drugs. Uh, let's see what they have to say. I've done this rodeo before, sick of the cycle, but trying again. Had some wine early in the day, but made it through the night. I would usually have some alcohol to get me through the day. Then night is when I would go nuts. Not a perfect day, but I'll take it. Today's a new day. I think for today I can make it sober. Yeah. Um, so when we're talking about this, uh, obviously, you know, you would say, uh, like some people from the outside would say, like, oh, you know, you should definitely try and quit that and all this stuff. Uh, any any victory is a, is a good victory. Uh, any victory is still a victory, no matter how small. So take it, uh, take it the best you can um, uh, when you're uh, when you're talking about um, alcohol, especially uh, when you're an alcoholic and you need alcohol to get through the entire day. Listen, this was me with weed. OK, um, but when you need it to get through the entire day or when you need it to get to at the end of the night, like I don't know if you've ever had uh, cravings, guys, like where you end up uh, starving like for whatever and then you you're like when you're starving you decide oh instead of eating that uh salad over there that would be better for me i'm gonna go eat a freaking whole pizza right uh, by the way that's what i'm gonna be doing later uh today's my cheat day or today's my pizza day um but when you're talking about it like that you go for the worst option well that's what happens with drinking and when you're so when you're so looking forward to drinking that you just want uh that fix uh, it, it gets to the point where you're like, oh, my gosh, I want that. Um, I just want to drink everything in sight. But it, once you get that out of your head, once you get the alcohol and the drugs completely out of yourself, well, you start to realize, oh, man, this is not good for me or it doesn't even feel that great anyway. At least with food, you can you can make the argument like, oh, this actually at least tastes great and at least satiates my appetite to a certain degree. But with drinking, I mean, what does it satiate? It just satiates your uh, need to be drunk, to not think about things, to uh, escape your problems. So, uh, but the problem is when you say, when we say escaping your problems, you aren't escaping your problems because ultimately those problems are just looming over you. And you, all you've created was this, this, I, I like to call it like a beer bubble, right? Like the, the, the carbonation and stuff, but just to think of a gigantic beer bubble around you that you uh what's that isn't there like a movie like called bubble boy with like john travolta or something like that where uh he he's just in a bubble his whole life because he doesn't want anything to hurt or I, I guess his immune system is so compromised that he can't literally literally can't do anything outside of this bubble well that's what it's like with alcohol like you literally go through life always with this bubble barrier around you that never lets anybody in that never lets you know sure you you quote unquote let people in but that's only uh, but that's only surface level. It's only outside that bubble. Once you break that bubble and actually let people in and actually let people see who you are and who you are and who the, the real you is broken, defeated, uh, vulnerable, whatever you want to say, uh, that's when they truly get to know you. They don't get to know you as this person inside this bubble. No, they get to know you as the person who is out in reality and accepting the world and every, all the crappy stuff that comes with the world. Listen, I'm not here to tell you that the world is butterflies and rainbows. The world is an ugly place. But once you accept the world for what it is and you ex invite the world to you, you know, like we talk about posture wise, uh, shoulders back, uh, you know, shoulders back and and accepting the world for what it is, that is the ultimate, uh, that once you accept the world for what it is, 
Uh, doesn't mean you have to accept. Uh, doesn't mean you have to like let it ha- let it. Uh, just because you accept the world for all its ugly truths and all this stuff, doesn't mean you can't do anything about the truths and stuff. Uh, but first, you have to accept it in order to figure out how to uh, how to fix it. Just like alcoholism, you have to accept that you're an addict. Okay, if you are right, I'm not saying anybody out there that's listening to this is an alcoholic or anything like that. That's for you to decide and your doctor and everybody around you. Uh, but for me, I had to I had to accept that I was an alcoholic to choose. Uh, what to do next to figure out, oh, so I actually need to fix this. Same thing with the world. You have to accept the world for what it is in order for you to fix uh, the problems in it. Anyway, uh, let's go to the next post here. Nearly three weeks sober. Why does everything feel so surreal? So that's exactly what I was talking about uh, when I was at the uh, supermarket the other day and I was going down that that alcohol. Like It, it, it was so surreal for me to think, about the um the times that i had because it, it felt like it was a completely different me because it was it was the me that was under the influence and was doing all this random crazy stuff that i would never do sober right and you would be surprised like just like how i was talking about like uh you know when i quit porn a couple months ago two months ago maybe um it, i started to realize wow i look at the world a completely different way like i'm not as anxious around women now i'm not i'm not as anxious around anyone actually that's a weird part about it. Like you don't feel nearly as anxious around people. I feel like a completely different person. I I have to say like quitting porn was one of the best things I've ever done. If you're a young man out there, I don't know how it affects young ladies. So if you are a woman out there that watches porn, I'm not sure. Um, obviously I, it has an effect on you, but I just don't know what it exactly it is. Cause I've more focused on the, the male side of it. But it, to me, it seems like it, it tends to uh, dull your senses to, um, the more trivial, I would say, or vanilla sex, uh, which, you know, could be some of the best sex of your life if you didn't know about tentacles and, and tying people up. But <laughs> going back to um, back to this, um, you'd be surprised at how much different your reality looks like when you're not drunk for three weeks. It, it, it really does look different. The people that you deal with look different. They seem different around you. So anyway, uh, best of luck to this young person. Or, uh, I keep on calling people everybody young. Dude. I'm only 28. Uh, but anyway, let's go to the next post here. Drunk and sad. I never really considered myself to be an alcoholic. I would always joke and say I just, quote unquote, like to drink. But that, uh, but that I didn't need it. It's been very different the last few years or so. I find myself drinking almost every single day, though I, though I quote unquote, wait for a reasonable time. To start, it's almost every day, and I like shots because it's quicker. I usually spit a small, uh, sorry, I usually split a small bottle with my partner, and we both have our share, which is like seven to eight shots each, uh, depending on how we pour them. I hate that I'm even typing this. What do I do? So, uh, for people that don't understand how much eight shots is, it is a lot. It is a uh, a whole lot. It is a a lot, a lot. Uh, cause when we're talking about like eight shots, I mean, I could, I listen, eight shots is, was not that much to me. I could do eight shots and easily drink after that. But yeah, even after like two or three shots is usually is, for, oh man, I was just reading, I, 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 not recently, but I was, I was reading something where they were talking about, um, um, what was it? They were talking about the, uh, average amount it takes you to feel a buzz or something like that. And it was typically, it was like two shots, um. Uh, like a- average uh, alcohol, but uh, a- like whatever that might be. And, and we're not talking about like $20 shots of Patron. By the way, I've had those before. They did not get you more drunk. So don't don't believe that lie. Just get regular shots if you're going to, you know, 
sorry if I'm giving like alcohol advice out there for people, but you know, uh, if you if you aren't an alcoholic and you can enjoy alcohol and you're totally fine with that, uh, then yeah, don't you don't have to go that overboard with it. But yeah, when we're talking about uh, the amount of coping, or sorry, the amount of uh, delusion that people need to give themselves, I'm not talking crap about this person. I, I hope that, that I wish them the best. But um, yeah, this is very common. Like people giving themselves some type of uh, delusion about themselves. Oh, I'm not actually an alcoholic. I just like to have a good time. How, how many times have you heard that before, guys? Because this is basically the entire uh this is like the entirety of my friends group. Um, and it still is for some of them. Um, so when we're talking about, you know, lying to yourself, right. We were just talking about accepting things. You have to accept the reality of what it is, right? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, um, functioning alcoholic, right? Like we've talked about that. I'm a functioning alcoholic. I make all this money. I do this, right. When we were talking, uh, uh the other day, maybe like a week or two ago or something like that, we were on crippling alcoholism, which is just people just enabling each other. And, uh, saying it's okay to be drunk 24-7 or be drunk and ruining your life. Uh, but uh, yeah, what, if you don't accept reality, right, which this person I think is coming to that realization, but they're also, they're kind of yo-yoing back and forth. They're like, oh my God, this is so bad. But I also, you know, why am I even typing this? You know, all that stuff. Uh, it's tough to come to that realization unless you actually accept the, um, like look up, look up statistics about, what uh what the average person uh, actually drinks in a day you would be surprised or what the average person uh smokes in a day uh you would be surprised and listen just because somebody it's an average like the average american is overweight right like that's not a great thing but you'd be surprised i would be you know i was surprised at how much i drink above the average person right like when you're at a bar and somebody drinks like two drinks and they're like they're already tipsy like i would drink eight drinks and shots and then wine. Like I, dude, I, I went through the whole, uh, buffet of drinks, you know? So yeah, be real careful when we're, when you're doing this kind of stuff, because, uh, you know, you'll start to detach yourself from reality because the reality is not good. You're not, you know, this person's an alcoholic. This, if you're doing it every single day and it's seven, eight shots, I can tell you that is not normal. That is absolutely not normal. Um, that is a lot of alcohol to be consuming every single day. And then you have a partner that's doing it too. Ooh, that's even harder to uh, get off of because now you both, you know, if one of you quits, then the other one's going to feel like, oh, well, we, you know, come on, we can do this. We can do this. And you're going to pull the other one back in. Or you guys are going to have some 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 uh, some tension when one of you tries to get uh, go off of it. So best of luck to you guys. I really do hope that you guys are able to quit this and still maintain your relationship. I know that's doesn't always happen, but I really do hope it uh, it works out for the best. But anyway, guys, remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. As always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.